One of the great teachings that I've received from the great Taoist masters who taught me and the Chinese medical people who taught me was the Jing energy, which is the black kidney energy, right? It's the battery pack of your life. This is the energy that drives us, that gives us energy in the 12th round, the 13th round, the 14th round, the 15th round, like Muhammad Ali versus the first round. Now the first round's chi, that's your firepower. That's how you mobilize your immune system. It's how you mobilize your energy quickly. But Jing is the long-term power and that's a kidney energy. So what we go for is we go for the Jing energy and we go to nourish the kidneys. That's David Avocado Wolf. And this is episode 431 of the Wellness Force podcast. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. How can we bring awareness and reverence to all the little mundane elements of our life and begin from that platform of sacred relationship to the self to begin to orient towards others in that same way? If you felt bad with the last millionth of a second, well, let go of the things that were making you feel bad that millionth of a second and be new right this millionth of a second. If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. This podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Organifi, the creators of the Organifi Gold, my number one turmeric lemon balm and superfood adaptogen bombshell that, trust me, will make you sleep like a baby. I know this because I use it on the regular. Not only is this one of my top sleep supplements I use personally, but also it helps my nervous system and my stomach calm down at the end of the day in the evenings, especially if I've had a stressful day. I know you have those too because you're human. (laughs) And because we're human, the best thing to do is take loving care of the human body, starting with quality sleep, not just quantity. This is gonna allow you to have the highest quality of life possible. So if you've been struggling with sleep, Give this superfood adaptogen powder, the Organifi Gold, a test drive for a special deal over at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Pick up a 30-day supply, give it a test drive. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but no one's ever done that. As far as I've heard, 20% off is the biggest discount you'll find over the entire internet. We're grandfathered in. These savings are for you. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce. Share this with your friends, your family, and anyone who wants to drink the gold and sleep well. Yo, it's Josh, and this is Wellness Force. You and I are going to discover today physical and emotional intelligence so you can live life well and thrive in this sometimes crazy world. But I promise you that this podcast is going to continually deliver on that promise of discovering what's best for you when it comes to intelligence. And look, intelligence ain't how smart you are. So wherever you are, tap the subscribe button where you're listening so that you don't miss any free episodes every single week. And if you want to have a spiritual and a scientific path to renew your own personal wellness and be coached by me inside of our tribe, the Wellness Force Global Collective, pop over to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. There's six practices inside of this guide. It's my gift to you for free. And it's a very, very powerful guide that tens of thousands of people have downloaded and gotten some very, very supreme benefits from. wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And speaking of power, it's a powerful time today for this episode to come out. It's a very special day if you follow numerology. This is one eleven twenty two. 
But even if you don't know about the special meaning of one or 11 or 22, this episode is powerful and rich with knowledge. And the reason I say powerful is because this episode is about energy and detoxification through a lens of health freedom. Now, when I say energy, I don't mean caffeine or stimulants. I mean Jing energy, the type of energy that is the deep foundational energy reserves of the body. And it is this energy that determines one's ultimate vitality and the quantity and quality of one's lifespan. So look, whether you follow Chinese medicine or not, this has a direct impact on your life and your wellness. And this is why I'm so excited to bring a truly world-famous and world-class speaker on the podcast today who's been dubbed the rock star in Indiana Jones of the superfoods and longevity multiverse. Some of the world's top CEOs, ambassadors, celebrities, artists, athletes, and the real superheroes of our world, the moms, <laughs> you know that's true. What do we have if we don't have moms? If we don't have well moms, like beautiful souls, mothers guiding new life into the world. What do we have? We don't have much. Well, everyone seeks out his expert advice in health, energy, peak performance, herbalism, beauty, nutrition, and chocolate. And they've been doing it for the past 30 plus years. He's the author of many best-selling books, including The Beauty Diet, The Sun Food Diet Success System, Naked Chocolate, Amazing Grace, and Superfoods, The Food and Medicine of the Future as well as so much more. This is the one and only David Avocado Wolf. Now, David's controversial. This is why I love him. He drops so much profound knowledge, including quoting our current president in Afghanistan from Moby Dick. <laughs> That's gonna rock your socks off. Today on the podcast, you're gonna learn how we can fortress our health and let go of what no longer serves us, the powerful benefits of hydrogen water and its detox properties, how to truly protect your health freedom in 22. We'll explore the Hawkins scale of energy, specifically contrasted with Jing energy, how to use food to boost your Jing energy, these black foods that give us so much vitality. And we'll talk about building natural immunity, which unfortunately the hashtag has been removed from our favorite social media aspects of Instagram and Facebook. I haven't checked LinkedIn, but do a quick search. You'll see that natural immunity is not a thing when it comes to big tech, but it is here with us. We'll explore the best times of year to fast, which is nature's ultimate medicine. And David shares the real work to live life well, how he deciphers between what is true and false based on scientific evidence when it comes to health. And lastly, we'll explore the middle way of detoxification, coffee, and psychedelics. This is truly a bombshell podcast. Whether you resonate with everything David shares or not, I promise you, by the end of this one, especially in the last part of the show, you will leave with wisdom that can change the course of your life forever, starting today right now on 111.22. So make sure you pop over to wellnessforce.com forward slash 431. Get all the free resources. They're organized there for you perfectly. You can also tap your phone or device. Most of the platforms where you listen are accessed right there on your screen. I'm extremely grateful for you. I really am grateful from my solar plexus to my throat to my heart for the way that you support yourself and that you care about wellness and also how you support this show at wellnessforce.com forward slash store. You can pick up savings that you will not find online anywhere for all the products when it comes to your wellness and your well-being that you're probably already purchasing, but now you can get them at 10 to 40% off, up to 40% off like the feel-free wellness tonic, Paleo Valley turkey sticks and apple cider vinegar, as well as all the Organifi products, including the proteins, the red, green, and the gold, and basically everything when it comes to energy, detox, and digestion. So thank you for supporting the show. Your purchases from our partners and our sponsors, they let me keep being with you. They let me keep spending time with you. So go to wellnessforce.com forward slash store and save yourself a bunch of money. Now let's learn from David Avocado Wolf. David Avocado Wolf, we are rocking in the studio today. Thank you for being on Wellness Force. 
Thanks so much. Great to be here, Josh Trent. How are you? I am so good. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. You have been on the move. So it's great to get you locked in for about an hour or so. And there's so many things we can talk about today. But what was on my heart was how do we prepare for 2022? This episode is coming out on January 11th, 2022. So looking ahead at the new year, we talked about hydrogen a little bit before we jumped on. We talked about your travels. We talked about a lot of things. But top of mind for you, top of heart for you, you said it was hydrogen. We're going to have this conversation go all around fortressing our health. But why hydrogen? I mean, why is that top of mind for you, top of heart? Well, I'm recently hanging with two friends of mine who have interviewed George Wiseman, uh, Crow, Crow Triple Seven, you may know him, and Jason Lindgren, who's his his sidekick. And George Wiseman's machine I've known about for some years. And so when I arrived at Jason's house, they had it. And I said, okay, it's been a while since I've seen that machine or used it. So I drank over a liter and a half of the hydrogen water. It's really Brown's gas water, if you know what Brown's gas is. Brown's gas is when you direct hydrogen and oxygen at an angle at each other and then ignite it and it forms a flame that can you can put your finger in it, but it will melt a penny. It will cut a, right through metal. Um, it's an extraordinary phenomenon. Oh. Anyway, so I'm, I've been drinking the hydrogen water and this morning. It cleaned me out. I was like, whoa, like four bowel movements clean out. Okay. Well, that's one way to fortress our health, to get rid of the things that don't serve us. You know, you have this Telegram channel. How many members are on this channel now? 100,000, over 100,000. 100,000. It's a space for you to speak freely, which let's be real, your Instagram, your Facebook, they've been pretty censored over the past few years. Would you say that's a correct statement? Yeah, that's correct. They boxed me in and see, it's, it's the old Ross Perot problem. You know, Ross Perot, if you remember, he was the guy who yeah. was selling IBM computers and eventually he became a better salesman than the entire company. And so then they, instead of nourishing him as a salesperson, like, Hey, let's give him more. This guy's selling our stuff. Let's let's help him out. Um, these people get greedy. And so this is kind of what Facebook or Instagram does instead of helping you out because you're doing so well on their platform, they try to mm. stop you. They yes. don't want any more, anyone more powerful on their platform than them. And, uh, and obviously what that, what that led for with Ross Perot he's like, I'm going to start my own thing. Bye. And, uh, and they suffered the consequences. And that's kind of what I'm doing is like, I don't like censorship. I never have censorship is un-American. It's undemocratic and, uh, we're not going to have it. So I went to telegram now telegram. I'm going to give you an idea right here at the beginning, Josh Trent, that is one of the most profound things we were discussing it last night. It's one of the most pro- profound insights of my life. And it's from years of traveling and years of studying politics, having been red-pilled when I was a child growing up in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. My neighbor was a matriarch of a very wealthy family. And she would tell me, let me tell you who FDR really was. Let me tell you what the social security number is really about. Let me tell you what the Democrat Party has planned for the future. Everything she told me came true. And so there's a very important insight that I had over the years. It just hit me one day some years ago, and and I've watched it ever since. And it's the reason why I'm on Telegram. Um, and this is it. This There's something at the core of everything politically in our whole life that we don't even look at because it's so at the core. It's so right in our face. We don't see it. Right. Because the most obvious things are just in front of us. That's why we don't see them. And uh, and this is it. What this what whoever's running this world, the thing that they do not want more than anything else. It's the it's front and center of the thing they want to divorce at all costs. And that is the fusion of Russian technology with American innovation. Hmm. 
Now, Telegram is run by Russian hackers. Um, Pavel Durov went to school with a friend of mine. He's the founder of Telegram. She, t- I said years ago, I asked her, I was like, what do you think of this guy? And she's like, he's the best ever. He's a true free- freedom fighter. He will go to bat for you. I guarantee you. Now, he's a Russian technologist. I'm an American innovator. You get what that means. And you put those two things together. That's exactly what they don't want. And that's why I'm doing it. Who do you think that they really is when you say they? It's the predator class. It's the world's elite wealthiest people. It's the, it's the, um, what uh, G uh, G Edward Griffin had a great book. He said it was the fourth Reich of the super rich. Mm. Um, That's what we're up against. We're against the fourth Reich of the super rich. And they're, they're not just uh, Nazis. A lot of them are though. If you look at like the, who's the family running BlackRock, they're basically Nazis. Um, you know, some of them are, are Rothschilds, right? And some of them are, the, are Rockefellers. And, and so there's, you know, a n- group of families that they love controlling the world. And they, they're the, pre- we call them the predator class, right? Because they think it's their job to control you. And they're control freaks and maniacs. We can get into what's driving their behavior. I'd like to, because I'm a Rudolf Steiner student. And it was Rudolf Steiner. Me really too. About that. Yes, um, I'd love to dig into that because Rudolf Steiner, you know, my friends here um, in Austin, they were putting their daughter in a Waldorf school. And unfortunately, Waldorf caved in. Now they're putting masks on kids. It was total heartbreaker. They had to put their kid, I believe, is in a Montessori here in Austin. And there's some private schools like um, that they've actually hired teachers because this is how this is how children get indoctrinated. And it's really cool to see that you had a, a smart neighbor who red pilled you. Was that in San Diego? That was in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. That was which in New I- Jersey. I lived there until I was 10 years old. We started coming to California when I was seven years old. And eventually by the time I was 10, my parents are like, we're moving to San Diego. So we moved from the Jersey shore to San Diego. That's a huge transition. Think about how many kids are being indoctrinated right now. Uh, it breaks my heart. Like it's heavy on my heart. I know I know you have a lot of things on your heart, hydrogen being one of them, health freedom being another. For me and in our community, we've been having conversation after conversation when it comes to how do I be sovereign? How do I be free? And first I tell people, we have to know the powers that are trying to attack it. It's, it's one thing to focus on the negative. It's another thing to spiritually bypass and pretend like nothing's going on. So from your vantage point, you know, you travel the world. There's 10,000 interviews you've done. You've probably seen the best and the worst of media, the best and the worst of people. What do you see right now for 2022 that we should truly be aware of when it comes to our freedom of health, our sovereignty of being? Well, we're, we're under a big pharma takeover right now, right? So they're using that as the weapon against us. In past ages, it was a military strategy and, and they transformed their strategy. So the, to their, in order to not be hit with the karma of killing, maiming, destroying, um, and all of the things that come with a war or a tyranny, instead of that, what they're doing is to try to get you to agree to everything, right? So once they get you to agree to it, then it's your fault. And, and the and the karma or the burden is off of them. And that's a, that's spiritually what they're trying to do. That's we call that lesser magic. So they're going to tell you what they're going to do. Then, they, then they're going to get you to do it on your own free will rather than them forcing you to do it, like forcing you into a concentration camp. Now, I, I suspect we'll probably go all the way back to concentration camps as difficult that is that is to envision or see we're going to they'll be called covid quarantine camps or some nonsense like that. It's already happening in places like Australia and Canada. Yes. 
I, you know, I don't want to get into that too much. It's, it's very negative, but um, you know, coming back to what I'm going to see in 2022, we're going to see bigger bifurcation, right. Between people who are buying into the system and people who are going, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to have it. And, and so we're welcoming actually all the people who've been jabbed, all the people who've been um, screwed up by the system. We're welcoming them, welcoming them with open arms onto our side. And we're showing them like, Hey, this is, We've been trying to get the word out there, you know, and unfortunately I had to go through a pain to get you here, but welcome here. And now here's what we're up against. And that's what I see in 2022 is it going to be a huge awakening happening um, in a, in a troubled, you know, obviously the world predator class really wants their t- world communist tyrannies really if we want to just get clear about it, their yeah. bankster world communist technocrat tyranny. And so we're just going to go, Hey, this is what we're going to have instead, which is, Real freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of media, freedom to move around. And what we're going to do is instead of combating that old system, we're just going to displace it by building a new system and all new systems. And that's what we're doing right now. What do you think that new system feels like? What does it breathe like? What does it look like, the new system? It's more freedom than we've ever known, which is so epic. I'm feeling that actually. I'm charged by it. Mm. I just drove all over the East Coast. Uh, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, New York State, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Damn, (laughs) all of those places and stayed Uh in all of those states. Most of them. I didn't stay in Delaware. There's a couple in there. I didn't stay in New Hampshire, but most of them I actually stayed there for at least a night or longer and just got in with like what's happening with the people. And I was very impressed. I was actually very, very excited. I'm, I'm actually charged by it. Like people are waking up and they're realizing what this is. And, and also they're, they're being more bold about it. It's really cool. So that's another thing we'll see. We're going to see courage. If you remember the old David Hawkins scale, remember that scale? Like, oh yes. A thousand. That's right. We talk about it all the time on this show. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. you know, I looked it up recently and just was like, okay, what's right above 200. It's courage, courage, 250. Boom. Yep. That was interesting to see it. I'm seeing it in action. It's like, whoa, cool. People are building up their courage. And it's just, it's came in the form of bunker bumper stickers or, you know, this a New York state. Just imagine that's a Democrat stronghold. This guy painted his whole garage. I mean, permanent Trump 2024, this, that, and the other thing. You know, I'm not one of those people who believes that Trump's going to save us. You know, he's obviously enrolled in the materialism and the, and the medical scientism, you know, Mm. with the quack quackery and all that, but he's better than what we're dealing with right now. So it's just good to see that people are standing in courage and saying, I don't care. You want to burn my house down or burn my garage down or whatever. I'm putting it up anyway in New York state. That was impressive to see. You pull from over 30 years of traveling really the world. I've heard people describe you as the grandfather or the father. I don't know which one you want to be identified as of superfoods and of raw living foods. Looking back on everything you've pulled from, how are you going to take all of the gems, all of the wisdom and bring them to 2022 for your community on Telegram, for your channels on Facebook and Instagram to the best of your ability? How are you going to articulate that for this year? It's back to the basics. It's always basics. So I just keep bringing the basics in. Like you actually need raw food. You need wild food in your diet. You will be stronger. You'll be better off for it. You also are much better off having superfoods because you get way more in less space. Nobody wants to be eating this when they can eat this and get full and feel better from all that. Obviously there's some kind of relationship that the more we eat, the the quicker we're getting out of this world, but the less we eat, the longer we live. So the more we get to eat actually, 
right? Wait, can you say that again? Sorry. The less we eat, the more energy we have? So, well, the less we eat, the longer we live. Mm. So the more we get to eat. Yes. Right. So that's a, that's a principle of, of success. It's a very important principle, which is if you delay gratification, you're going to get more gratification later. Mm, okay. So the delayed gratification, we know that the limbic system, it's always seeking novelty. <laughs> and I think, unfortunately, uh, we also have to take into effect the amygdala and the ancient fear center of our brain. So we're at this juxtaposition, David, where people are getting accosted by scare media tactics and all this stuff. How do you lead people away from the fear, turn off the default mode network, get them into the conversations like we're going to have today? I mean, obviously this is a platform to do that, but I'm just curious from, from you yourself with all that you do, maybe your team, talk to us about how you promote this realism that because the realism is beyond our fear. The realism is beyond our ancient brain. I mean, we're sovereign beings. We're, we're extraterrestrial beings that came down here to have a human experience in a meat suit. So how do you lead that conversation away from fear and into loving oneself, loving others and freedom? Well, it, I'm a nutritionist, so I get to handle that in a really interesting way, which is one of the great teachings that I've received from the great Dallas masters who taught me and the Chinese medical people who taught me was the Jing energy, which is the black kidney energy, right? It's the battery pack of your life. This is the energy that drives us, that gives us energy in the 12th round, the 13th round, the 14th round, the 15th round, like Muhammad Ali Versus the first round. Now, the first round is chi. That's your firepower. That's how you mobilize your immune system. It's how you mobilize your energy quickly. But Jing is the long-term power, and that's a kidney energy. Now, kidney is the home of fear, right? So the reason why we're so easily driven into fear, especially in the Western world, is because typical Western pattern is very high in chi. Like I think of Jim Morrison, very high in chi, very high in shen, which is this aura. But there's nothing in the gas tank at like 30 years old, or in his case, 27 years old, that you run out of gas. And that, that's called a, a Jing deficiency. And Westerners are notoriously deficient in Jing. That was noted. For example, I first became aware of that in the Second World War um, research that the Russians could survive three times as, as fatal of a, a series of gunshot wounds than a Westerner. Westerners would die quickly and Russians would hang in there. That's Jing energy. That's your ability to survive. So that's also your kidney energy. So it's easy to manipulate Westerners with fear because their kidneys are deficient. So what we go for is we go for the Jing energy and we go to nourish the kidneys. So there's a number of ways to do that. One of them is the hot colds, which we're, of course, I think you're a huge fan of. Huge, yeah. And swimming, I was swimming in the Atlantic Ocean two days ago. That was phenomenal. And I love swimming in, I was actually swimming in the ocean in New Jersey and in Maine. That was just fantastic. And I love doing wild river dips. We were doing that in Vermont. So just every morning, get up, go down to the river, boom, into the river, come back out, back into the river, come back out, back into the river, come back out, back into the river four or five times, you know, to really get it. No sauna. You just. The brown fat too. Let's bring the brown fat into this because when we do the hot cold, like I have, t I have two cold tanks in my garage and I have a sunlight and sauna. So I'm constantly doing that. And actually for Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to have some family come over. I'm going to treat them to their first cold therapy. Talk to us about brown fat. I mean, I'm sure you've studied a lot of cold thermogenesis and hormesis and, and this, this is a huge way to get us out of fear, to get us in the present moment is through the cold. I mean, it's fucking wild. Yeah, right. It is. And actually, so the brown fat, which is the darker meat, right? It's basically, you're, you know, you're a meat suit, just like a pig or a cow or any other mammal that's out there. And so as you develop that 
brown tissue, that brown meat, the brown fat, that's very uh, in alignment with the Jing energy, right? So the darker that that fat and that meat is actually, if you're a meat eater, the better it is for you. You don't actually want the white meat. You want the darker meat. And that's also what you want for your own tissues. And that's what happens as you start to expose yourself and you basically build up nerve force. In the old days, back in the Paul Bragg days, they called it nerve force. So that was what he was doing. He was like, I'm building up my nerve force by jumping in this cold water. But really the real, the real thing that it builds up is Jing, which is resilience, right? And so that's a way to get it. I, I personally always will do cold dips if it's available to me, no matter how cold it is, no matter how windy it is, even if it's in Iceland in the dead of winter in the night. I've done that many times. Um, that's really, you know, the power of it is just, it builds you as you're like, oh, this is what a human supposed to be because we're not born with clothes. We're not supposed to be running around with all these layer, you know, this, these buildings with all these heat systems and it's, it's weakening us. It's domesticating us yeah. actually. And, yeah. and so what we're seeing at is a play against domestication. So this is a Rudolf Steiner idea is that just because we're domesticated, the forces of nature are not allayed. They're not just suddenly like the saber tooth tiger is not that does not disappear. It just takes a different form and shows up as a doctor trying to jab you, right? The fangs coming at you. It just will show up in numerous different forms to try to to try to basically take you out of here. Because in this world that we're that we're in, we have forces that are basically trying to exterminate us, and we have to survive. And that's the that's for in a wild environment that's just obvious, right? You're every day you're trying to survive, yeah. but in domesticated environment, you can be tricked. Now, another way to build Jing, I just want to keep on that, on that point and on that, that frequency yeah. is black foods. Black foods are always higher in Jing. So blackberries, if you have a choice, it's like, let's do the black rice instead of the brown rice. Let's do the black beans instead of the other color beans. Let's stick onto the black foods whenever that's a possibility. One of the great kidney foods, very good uh, inoculant against fear is Romania, the great Chinese herb, the kidney's own food. And that's what I'm doing. So when I do an event in front of patriots or people who are like, okay, we're trying to, you know, survive what's coming at us from every angle from the predator class. What we're doing is, is we're, we're informing them of the Jing energy and that like, Hey, you better get ready for a long fight because this we're only in inning. We're at the beginning of inning three here in 2022, very mm -hmm. beginning of inning three. This is going to go extra innings. This is going to go 12 or 13 innings. This run that the predator class has, has, laid out for us. They've been working on it for decades, if not hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, and they're going to go all the way with their plans. We better have enough energy to survive it. That's Jing energy. So the black food being outside of nature, taking in the elements, going into cold water and just be doing things that are undomesticated, like being barefoot and being back as a sovereign being on the earth. Like you are a natural being on the earth and just taking that back into your being. And also the thought forms of uh, like a wild being see what depletes jing there's and that's a very important point is is jing depleting phenomenon like worry or excessive mental activity as soon as you go into nature as soon as you're jumping into cold water that's gone there's yes. no more of this going that's gone that's you're out in the present moment there's nowhere else to be there's nowhere else to be and that's one of the reasons why it works another jing depleting thing that i'm working on with when i talk to a younger crowd is for men is release of semen you, that's a very dangerous release of Jing. 
And so what ends up happening is, is with the porn culture, and that's what I'm working on with kids, like get away from porn, very, very dangerous because it depletes you of jing and it weakens you. And that's exactly what the predator class wants. So, you know, those conversations come in as soon as the kid's like 14, 15, then you can start having that conversation with them, especially with, with the young men. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're, they're being targeted with porn in particular to deplete Jing, which then obviously increases fear and decreases longevity. Wow. I mean, personally, I've dealt with that uh, porn addiction for 20 years. I've talked about it on the show. I've talked with Drew Manning on the show who openly talks about that. The more we can bring light to this subject, let's be honest, sex energy is the creation force of life. So what you're talking about that's what actually brings the jing, right? The jing is there. So every time we're basically climaxing as men, uh, does the same thing happen to women? Can women get addicted to porn? I think they can. It's just the percentages are way lower. But essentially, this is a jing steal is what I'm hearing from you. Yes, yes. Now, with women, it's different because this is probably why women live longer. I think there's a couple of theories that stand out for me. One is that for men, our metabolism is based in testosterone, which is a very volatile hormone. It can flip over and become aromatized and turn into a toxic estrogen with one step. Whereas a woman's whole system is progesterone based, which takes three steps to flip over into a toxic estrogen. And therefore they live longer as progesterone is more protective than testosterone. And you can actually form testosterone out of progesterone. So progesterone is a more master hormone. And to me, one of the greatest discoveries of our time is the discovery that really what's causing the breast cancer epidemic and many other problems, especially excessive menstruation problems, for example, which is a common theme um, of jing loss in women, right? It's different for men, obviously, but when women that excessive bleeding or excessive cramping, not that that's not going to happen, obviously it's going to happen, but when it's excess, that's a jing deficiency. That's, that's, it's actually leaking jing, I guess would be Mm. a better way to say it. And so we have to work on both of those. Now, usually what it is, is it's the estrogens from the environment are being, you know, they have to be neutralized by progesterone and testosterone. In the case of progesterone, 300 estrogens, toxic estrogens are neutralized by one molecule of progesterone. That, that's how important progesterone is. Generally, by the way, when, when guys get to like 75, 80, I will recommend if they're like, what do I need to do? Just like boost myself a little bit. I'll be, I will say four or five times a month, put a little bit of progesterone, like a woman would use, like, you know, in the inside of your elbow right here, or, you know, under your, under here, just to get a little bit of those hormone precursors to form more testosterone for men. Now, obviously men wouldn't do that for 14 days and then 14 off, 14 on, 14 off, like a woman would do if she was 60 or 65 or 70 and wanted to use progesterone and continue to keep her progesterone elevated so she doesn't suffer from hot flashes. And then the the decline that occurs once we go through um, menopause. There's many, many fractals in this conversation. As you were speaking, I was seeing like five different lines. One of the lines is we have a gender dysphoria campaign that I see unfolding and it's very sickening where men are being taught to be uh, women essentially and women are being taught to be men. And there's a lot of confusion that's coming through in the media. We see Jordan Peterson talking about this. You know, he was accosted for him just wanting to call a man a man and wanting to call a woman a woman. Now, look, I don't have any... Um, agenda myself. If somebody wants to be called zip, zan, zur, he, she, whatever, I'm down with it. I love people. And if you want to be called that, cool. 
but don't change the nomenclature so that children get confused so that their Jing energy is stolen. And then also that's one line. And the other line is we have um, some of the runoff from the vaccine where we have women having excessive bleeding. That's also a Jing steal. I mean, I don't feel like we're in the dark. I feel like we're bringing light to the dark right now. So what are the other ways? And do you have any feelings about what I just said? And then are are there other ways that we're seeing Jing steal um, right now? Okay, well, let's go back to the gay community. All my friends in the gay community are not down with what's going on right now at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've completely flipped over. A lot of them were like lifelong Democrats or liberals, depending on what country they were in, and have completely turned their back on that entirely. In fact, I only knew one gay person um, who unfortunately passed passed in 2021 here. It was a good friend of mine from Houston um, who actually voted Democrat in the 2020 election. One. I know a lot of gay people. Some of my best friends are gay. Um, so that was a surprise. So I I'm, I personally think that almost all the media is just gaslighting us, meaning that there's hardly anybody like I personally I went through all the data. You know, I'm obviously running a media show, you know, like a sure. show. Basically, I'm investigating every single day, all day long. In fact, I posted personally on my Telegram site for two years and two months straight every single day. Now I have a gallus helping me. So it's taking the burden off a little bit, but that's how hardcore I am. I doubt personally that, that Beijing Biden got 30 million votes. I doubt it. Um, that's how much cheating has is going on. And, and so what is being revealed in the apocalypse of the moment that we're in is, is that we're like, Oh my God, it's all cheating. It's all lies. Hundred, it's going to a hundred percent lies, right. In terms of what's being pushed out there. And so I have, of course, immediately polarized against lies and I'm like, well, we're going to tell the truth and, uh, and <laughs> we're going to tell the truth come hell or high water. And, and that's what I love doing. You know, that's, that's what I've always been trying to do as a health advocate is like, look, you can't be injected with health. You actually have to go out and do mm-hmm. things. It's a discipline. It's a series of actions. It's a mental set. It's all that, you know, and, and it's also, you have to present the choices in front of people. And so I've done everything I can to get superfoods into every health food store in the Western world. We've done pretty well, actually. Cacao is a thing. You yes. can Right. I feel like you put cacao on the map. I think many in the Western world know about it because you were talking about it in the 90s. Yes. It was okay. When I got there was nobody, you couldn't get cacao. You couldn't get raw organic cacao on the internet until I came along. You definitely could never get in a store. It would, you know, when I go into like juice bars and then I was at a place here in Louisiana where they actually had cacao on the menu. I was like, this is crazy. I'm in some little parish in Louisiana and cacao's on the menu here. That's because of me. If if I had never existed, that would not be there. There's no way. So that is definitely one of my big um, breakthroughs in my life is getting cacao out there and uh, many other superfoods. And it's just a joy and a love in my heart. And I, you know, I did that on the road all those years. I really should get off the road, but I just love it so much. Why do you love the road so much? What is it about travel that lights you up? And how do you find balance as you're traveling? Well, I was born into the Jack Kerouac on the road, Mm. the the meme of it all, right? The whole mnemonic of the whole thing of like Jack Kerouac and being on the road, driving back and forth across North America numerous times and in biodiesel buses and doing shows and almost like the only people who really live a lifestyle like that, who really are like that are certain actors who do a lot of movies and, and professional musicians. And I tend to get along with those types of people really well. 
because of that, because they understand that lifestyle and what that's like. And it's just an absolute love. I, I'm enamored with the idea of traveling as uh, a way of learning the Mark Twain idea. And then also, I just am a people person like you. So I like interacting with all kinds of people. And it's really troubling for me, you know, to like, I was at a festival with Shervine, my cousin Shervine, and we're having a blast and, and, you know, just people who've been hurt by Western medicine because they didn't know and trying to, you know, especially now it's getting worse and worse. So yeah. just trying to just be right there for them and, and be a real heartfelt support for them. It's really getting difficult. I have to say it's one of the more troubling things I'm seeing. And, and that, that side of it is, you know, what you have to work on too. It's not just about food and diet and nutrition, but you also got to make sure that people don't get named by Western medicine. Yeah. There has to be like almost, well, not almost, there definitely has to be psychic protection from thought forms coming in that will train people to give away their Jing, which I love. I mean, I, I haven't studied that. It sounds like you've studied that for quite some time. So the psychic protection element of these people that have been really maimed and hurt by these Western ideas that are truly disconnected from nature. I mean, there's, there's zero connection for most of the symptom-based care when it comes to living a natural life, even natural immunity, David. Oh my God. Natural immunity is blocked on Facebook and on Instagram. Like for people that don't know what natural immunity even is, can you talk about germ theory and terrain theory and natural immunity? Because this is the kind of information that we can really grab onto. Like we can take this and run with it and we can succeed. Fantastic. Okay. So we'll let go of the Jing idea just for a moment, because that is such an important idea. And I hope everyone gets that black foods, black herbs, black superfoods. Yes. Get into your diet, get into the cold, start, forget the hot, the sauna after a while. You don't need the sauna to then go into the cold, start out that way, but eventually you don't need that. Just, just do, the cold. Cold. Just <laughs> okay. do the cold. Just go for it. And the cold can um, be free. If you live in a cold town, you can just go jump in the river. Yeah, totally. There's nothing better. I mean, when I was in Vermont, we were able to just walk down the street and jump into a wild river coming down like like snow melt. It was just it was insane. I was like, my God, this is epic. If you have that, you have everything. I mean, it's yeah. like there's no better high. You're not going to come up with some drug that's better than you stripping off your clothes, jumping into ice cold water, getting back out, going back in, getting back out, going back in and just do that five times you're not going to find a drug that's going to beat that. Yes. And before we go any further, I have to give a shameless plug because I love them. And it's the company called Plunge. They have one in my garage. We just had the founder on the show. Guys, go to wellnessforce.com forward slash plunge if you don't have cold around your house. Okay. Back to you, that's David. Bath Shervine, I think, got one of those. Yes. Yes. They're amazing. And, they, and the there. water cleans itself. So you don't have to like do the freezer with like the boat sealant and you don't have to dump the water out all the time. Like it cleans it, cleans the water for you, which is amazing. That's so, amazing. Okay. Maybe yes. I need to get one. Cause I'm still using in Hawaii. I'm still using the freezer. <laughs> still. Oh, okay. I have that one too, but I love the plunge cause it's clean. I don't have to worry about it anyways. So, so back to you, like this understanding of where we're going and how we can use all these things to fortress ourselves. Uh, the, the terrain theory, the germ theory, natural immunity, like my God, we're in an age of confusion. Absolutely. Well, what we're seeing now is weaponized germ theory. So it's um, germ theory maximalism. Everything's about germs and it's like hypochondria to the max and they're exploiting those fears of people. And it, it's really sad to, to see what's going on. Actually, I'm not also a terrain theory maximalist, by the way, like mm -hmm. Dr. Kaufman or Dr. Cowan. I love what they're doing. I love that they're putting that message out there, but I'm not a terrain theory maximalist. I have looked at this for over 30 years. I became aware of Béchamp, Antoine Béchamp, 
over 30 years ago. In fact, 25 years ago, I was selling the book Bechamp or Pasteur or Bechamp versus Pasteur on the internet. I was one of the first people to sell that book on the internet about terrain theory versus germ theory. So really I'm way more on the terrain side, but it's not a, it's not just black and white. It never is. Mm -hmm. I don't care how what your terrain is. You don't want to be sprayed with live anthrax. Um, you just don't, right? It's a, like, you don't want to jump into a sewer cesspool. I don't care what your, your terrain is like. You don't want to go into the London sewers and jump in. It's not, not doesn't make sense. So your terrain is the most important piece and you can work on your terrain and modulate your terrain over time with the herbalism. So this is what they didn't want you to know. I come from a family of medical doctors, so I am actually genetically a doctor. I grew up in it I, entirely in it. I mean, my dad's known Dr. Fauci for 50 years, like wow. all the way in. And we used to go to the medical trade shows. I went with my dad. I remember going to one in Philadelphia and when I was four years old and probably Dr. Fauci was there. I suspect he was there. And, you know, it's like that. It's like I was born into it. So we're trying to develop the real medicine system. And, and so I'm here to tell you something. And that is the, the strength of their antibiotics is nowhere near as safe and as effective of the strength of a reishi mushroom, really good quality extract. Because there, instead of their antibiotic, which is made for mushrooms and it's concentrated chemically, Instead of that, we get the real mushroom in all the different forms. Maybe it's freeze-dried, then extracted. Maybe it's just alcohol extracted. Maybe it's water extracted. And then those three combine together and then cook down so you get a real strong concentrate in the product, for example. And you can start getting reishi mushroom tinctures that are as effective as any antibiotic or anything else that's out there. And there's numerous examples of that, not only in the medicinal mushroom world, but also in just the world of herbalism. And for example, just dandelion root as a, as a tincture and as, as an extract, or maybe you put the three together, a dual extract is when you put the water soluble fraction and with the alcohol soluble fraction, you put those together, but you could also freeze dry it and powder it and throw that in there. And there's other things you could do to strengthen it, or even make it into a spagyric and go for the alchemical angle on it. Dandelion root tincture is extraordinarily powerful against Lyme's disease. Just that. And we just look, oh, it's dandelion. It's just, we ignore it. And so this is another thing. It's that obvious stuff that's around us. I'm a believer that your medicine's growing right in front of you at all times. It always has. Your medicine's always there. It's in front of you. It's always been in front of you your whole life. And so whatever's growing right outside your front door, like if you've got, let's say you've got dandelions and, uh, and thistles growing outside your front door, which a lot of people do, it's because they're toxic. They got a toxic liver and they need to clean their liver out. And so nature goes here, there, there it is. Here's your medicine. So as time goes on, when you're young, when you're a baby, you need mostly food. And then eventually a little bit of superfoods and a little bit of herbalism. As time goes on, it becomes more about the food then turns into more superfoods and still the herbalism grows as a category. Eventually, when you get to my age in my fifties, it's all about the herbalism. I don't need the food. I don't, I could fast. I, I should be fasting. I do fast a lot this year. I will have fasted easily I have fasted 32 days on water by the time this year, this year's over um, this year. Now I'm supposed to be doing 51 days on water this year, um, but I've definitely done 60 or 70 days of liquid diet, including water fasting this year, which is a goal I always try to reach every year. How does the fasting play into natural immunity? Because I've, I've heard you talk about, I believe you said it was like summer to autumn and winter to spring are the best, are the, are the quintessential times that we should be fasting. Is that true? 
Are those yes. the, the time ranges? Why is it's that? Seasons. It just the forces of nature aid and abet you. That's why. Um, and and also it works better if you're on a full moon. So if you're going for a water fast and the moon's full, you have more energy. So your highest energy is full moon, high tide. Your lowest energy of the month is low tide, new moon. Just for anyone who's trying to track that and tune into that. Um, your highest energy is full moon, high tide, and your lowest energy of the month is low tide new moon. And if you tune into that, you start to go, whoa, okay. There's, you know, the moon is affecting us. It's kind of, we call that the sky. Oh, yeah. clock. It's the sky clock. You're not going to go out for a suntan in the middle of the night. It doesn't make sense. You're not following <laughs> the sky clock. So it doesn't just stop with suntans. There's many, many things. For example, right now we're in, we're going through a transition here at the beginning of 2022 where Uranus, which has been in retrograde in Taurus um, and has been getting squared by Saturn is holding and pushing cryptocurrency down. That's about to be released on January 18th. And then crypto will start creeping up, 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 up. And so if you know those natural relationships or you understand the sky clock, you know, I'm not talking about Sunday horoscopes, but you understand sure. the sky clock, then, then you understand when to move and when to do things. And when the seasons change and there are legitimate seasons in the temperate regions that where it's, it changes, for example, the day of equal day and night is when it changes from summer into autumn. The day of equal day and night is when it changes from winter into spring. That's just the way it is on this earth. And if you don't know, if you don't know the day of equal day and night, which is we call the equilux. So we choose arbitrarily the 21st of March, for example, saying that's the equinox. It's just arbitrary. It doesn't mean anything. What's important is where what latitude you're at and when the equilux happens, which is the day of equal day and night. That's the real change in seasons. And that's the day to be cleansing and fasting. Or you usually lead up to it. And then of course, even after that. So we, we usually do a three week process. And so we're, we try to put that date, that day of the change of the seasons or the solstices too, in the middle of the cleanse. So we all get it as part of the cleanse. In, in your research and in your travels, have you seen a difference between the Vedic and the Western model? Are you talking about using astrology from a Western template? I like both. They're both okay. interesting me. So there's uses for Vedic astrology and there's uses for Western astrology. Now the Vedic astrology, as far as I can tell, is more based on where the, so this is a very deep conversation and a conversation I've been on for about 15 or 16 years where I started realizing that the cosmology we're being sold and the space program is all fake. Um, and it has been fake. And there's a reason why it's fake. And that's a whole rabbit hole. I don't want to go down, but I first became aware of that in 2004, 2005, a friend of mine, old business partner had left me some tapes. He's like, check this out. And that, and that's when I first got the idea that's like, oh my God, it could all be fake. So let me just throw this at you. I think it's an interesting idea is that there's actually two suns in the sky. Um, there's the sun we see in the sky, which it's light cannot be polarized. And if I, this light right here, if I have that light right there and I have polarized filters at some angle, the polarization, that light's going to turn black. I can't see through the polarized filter and I can't see that light because that's a real light. That's really actually here. Any real object in the world can be polarized out with polarized filters, meaning that at some angle of the polarized filter, you can't see it but a hologram cannot be polarized out. Meaning that there's no angle of a polarized filter that will block a hologram. It always comes through. So we know there's two things that obey that. Any hologram that's created on the earth and the sun, the sun. That's indicated to us for a long time that the sun we see in the sky is actually a hologram. Where's the real sun? Well, it's behind it. 
And the, 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 um, I've talked to native people in Peru about this because they have a name for it. They call it the Yana Inti, the black sun, the sun behind the sun. The position of that sun correlates to what's going on in Vedic astrology. The mm. position of the sun we see in the sky normally correlates to Western astrology. And that's how I differentiate between them. Now, I may have butchered that a little bit. I've talked to my astrologers, you know, to see if I got that right or wrong. But I can say for sure, in my opinion, there's two suns for sure. Holy shit. Okay. So that's a rabbit hole that maybe somebody's starting to click on right now, but don't use Google, right? Uh, I, I'm tying the, I'm tying this into the censorship that we talked about earlier too. all the thoughts that you bring into our consciousness and all the research that you've done and all, all the education you're presenting, you're doing it in a very honest way, but how do you decipher what's true and what's false? Do you have an intuition that you constantly sharpen? Do you have a, a, a board of CEOs in your company? Like, in other words, how do you determine what is your intu in, intuitive faculty on how you determine what information is real when it comes to nature and our health and ourselves versus what might be kind of a scam or bullshit? It's the preponderance of the evidence. It's a preponderance of the evidence. And that evidence can come in in all different ways. It can come in scientifically. It could come in from various types of synchronistic phenomenon that occur that drive me towards a certain subject matter. It was like, why am I going to this subject? Well, yes. synchronicities guided me to that. So I better study it. It's also, you know, the, the, there's certain things that arise in consciousness at certain times. Like the cacao thing is, was kind of arising in consciousness when I hit upon it. And I just pushed that button all the way down. Right. That's kind of how, you know, I was just riding that wave. I surfed that wave at the right time. But the preponderance of the evidence is not just materialistic. It can be, and science can be materialistic. And I believe in science. I don't believe in scientism. Scientism is a scam designed to say, oh, we're, this is our religion now. And you can't study ghosts because that doesn't exist in our religion. Or you can't study Bigfoot because that doesn't exist in our religion. Or you can't study, you can't say there's two sons because that doesn't exist in our religion. And you're obviously a kook because you are saying that. So where we're at with all of this is that we're into entertaining possibilities. We're not into believing in things. Believing in things is a disaster, a massive disaster. So we're always working to, let's entertain this possibility. Let's look at the evidence. Where is the preponderance of the evidence? Now, to get the evidence, you have to go around gatekeepers like Instagram, Facebook, Google, yeah. et cetera. And you actually, mostly I get a lot of my information from reading, right? So what, you know, when I read a book like Moby Dick, which I just read Moby Dick, every, every word. And I, you know, I, I, a book that great, I will savor every word. Sometimes I'll read the page two or three times, even before I go to the next page We're on page 25 of Moby Dick. Cause Moby Dick is a, it's an enfolded there. Much of the fate of Western civilization is enfolded into the great works of literature of Western civilization and the great works of art to be really specific. The whole fate of Western civilization is encoded in the art. So on page 25 of Moby Dick, it says the contested presidency of the United States and the battle for Afghanistan. It's there. He has a dream. Ishmael has a dream in the beginning of the book. And that is in there. Oh. Okay, 25. Anybody can look that up. And, it, and what's telling us is, and I read that right when all that was happening, the whole Afghanistan thing and the whole contested, you know, obviously president of the United States and all of that. I was like, how could this be? What is this? Um, this is, this means you're on track, right? It means that the synchronicities are guiding you and there's going to be something there. Now I do want to just go through Moby Dick in particular because of the, the, it's pertinence and the specificity to the situation that, that's at hand. We're coming to, I, I think what will be the self, somewhat of the self-destruction of Western civilization, 
Um, it will rot itself out from the inside out. Obviously, we'll build a new thing and a new thing is going to be born out of it. I think most of the energy of that new thing will, will be in the old Soviet bloc and in, in Russia, actually. Um, as we go into hundreds of years in the future, we'll see liberty movements and freedom movements and technological innovations of astounding proportions coming from that side. And the whole energy is shifting that way. But I think in places like North America, places like Texas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Florida, you're going to see real outbreaks of liberty like we have never known because as people become awake, they become aware of all the the encroachments. Now, if you remember Moby Dick and you remember the story, I didn't remember how it ended. And so I wanted, I was so stoked to get to the end and not remember, like, I don't remember what happened at the end of Moby Dick. What's the book about? It's about the Captain Ahab's monomaniacal desire to destroy nature, to control nature, to hunt down his arch nemesis, which is a natural, noble creature of the ocean, Moby Dick, a sperm whale. And it's all about whaling and and humanity's just insane drive to attack nature and I can only tell you this because I, I want people to read it, but I will say this, that never ends well. That is not a good idea. And that's what we're dealing with right now, right? Because the scientism, especially the medical scientism is saying, oh, just take this pill. You don't have to do any responsible stuff or you don't actually have to do anything. You're just going to bypass all that with a pill or you're going to bypass it all with a jab. Or you're going to bypass natural immunity somehow by just with all this other stuff. It never ends well. In fact, it usually ends the opposite. It ends in total destruction and disaster, which is good for that system, right? Because we that's what we want for that system. Bye. Get out of the way. Yes. It will destroy itself. Um, so that's why we have to build a new thing. And that's why it's important to just keep focusing on the new thing, which keep working on the new thing, natural immunity. Eventually, when you get to the herbalism, when you get to the electronic medicine, when you get to the realization that we do have a technology. It's not scientism technology. It's scientific technology. It's natural technology that can help us to live longer, better, happier, and with natural immunity. For example, if you dose yourself with medicinal mushrooms for 20 years, as I have done every day, all day long, unless I was fasting or juicing or something like that, your immune system is permanently changed. I, I, there's no chance I'm ever getting sick, a cold, a flu, a COVID, a this or that ever. It's impossible. It doesn't matter what my exposure level is um, because I've modified my terrain enough. I've gotten to natural immunity. And that's what I teach people. Now, that's one thing I can teach people because imagine traveling for, I traveled for 26 years straight, straight. I was not in one place for more than four weeks for 26 years. I made every single event that I was that I was booked at over 26 years, that's over 3000 events and made all the shows and all that. You just imagine all that history because I never was sick. How is that possible? Because we have a technology to not be sick. It's not what they're telling you. It has nothing to do at all with what's going on in Google or whatever TV or whatever that is. Um, it's a different technology, but if you do it, eventually you'll go, oh my God, this is, oh. this is legit. I have never in my life, I'm 41. I have never heard somebody connect the dots in Moby Dick like you just did. Oh, you guys rewind that. Listen to it again. Um, what else I was feeling? I really recommend it. It's Seriously. phenomenal. It's a masterpiece. It's an opus. It's beyond Shakespeare. It's one of the most epic tales of all time. I, I was, I get chills. I mean, just, I can't believe yeah. I, I ended up reading another three of Melville's books and I'm in the fourth one right now. I'm thinking, I'm, so that's book five now by Melville. That's how, how inspired I've been. 
the lines that I can connect also to the theory in Pocahontas, you know, where the, the white men came and they're like, we claim this land. And then there's so many movies that have this narrative of, okay, it's already happened. We're just going to show you through art and through literature what you guys are experiencing. And it seems like that's definitely the case in Moby Dick. And, and I'm thinking about what we're writing now. So for those of you on YouTube, David is holding up the copy. Is this the copy of, of Moby, Moby Dick? Dick? Yeah. yeah. I'll show you yes. the battle for Afghanistan. It's right here. Watch. I'll just pop it in here. Um, page 25. There it is right there. Right there. The bloody battle in Afghanistan. Wow. And when did he write that book? He wrote this in 1849. Unbelievable. The contested election for the presidency of the United States. Then it says, Wailing Voyage by One Ishmael, Bloody Battle in Afghanistan. Just for so, no reason. It makes no sense as to why doesn't. that's there. But well, neither there. does time. Okay, you've just taught us that time doesn't make sense either, that we're on this quantum entanglement, that you and I are connected through so many people. You just brought up Moby Dick, which actually takes us to the present day. There are other works of art that I'm sure you've pulled from. Like what other books, what other works of art can we go to to learn about what's transpiring in 2022 and beyond? I, I am a huge fan of the Iliad um, by Homer. And I'm also a fan of the uh, the Odyssey. In fact, the Odyssey is probably my favorite book of all time, the Odyssey of Homer. And the I went back and I reread the Iliad in 2020. And I probably am due. See, now the journey back, right? Once we, once once the cabal is defeated or whatever is going to happen or you know, whenever we get to the other side of this nonsense, then it's probably the time for the Odyssey because the Odyssey is the return home. Mm. Right. So right now we're still in the fight of it all. And uh, remember, it's a 10 year siege on. And that's what I'm I'm. the astrology indicates. This is a 10 year, actually 11 year siege. It, it basically from tw the beginning, January 2022, this thing is not going to resolve astrologically until the end of 2032, beginning of 2033. That's more than it's like 10 and a half years or 10 years and, and almost yeah. 11. Years. I'm grateful that it's in our lifetime. I mean, that's a pretty beautiful thing to experience the coming home. I, I, I've been, I've been battling these crooks my whole life. I've been trying to get the word out there about what real medicine could be my whole life. I've been trying to warn people of the dangers of big pharma my whole life. This is nothing new for me. It's, this is the fight I was born for. And yeah. actually if I die in this fight, I'll be, I'll be ennobled. I'll be stoked to die in this fight. And I believe in reincarnation because the preponderance of the evidence indicates that reincarnation is what's going on. Um, and that's based on Max Tucker's work, Ian Stevenson's work, Dr. Brian Weiss's work, Rudolf Steiner's insights, and many other books on the subject that I've read over the years. The preponderance of the evidence is that we reincarnate either here or in other places, probably other spots that are similar to here, some closer to the central sun, some further away. So the closer you are to the central sun, the more ennobled is that world. And the further away from the central sun, the uh, the darker, the demonic energies, the earth sits right in between, as far as I can tell from my, from my teachers. Do you feel like if Steiner was able to see what's happening right now, especially in his schools. Um, one of my friends, as I mentioned, um, they had to remove someone. They had to remove their daughter from a, from a Steiner school, from a Waldorf. Do you feel like he would be turning over in his grave or did he write those works to warn us what he already knew was going to happen? He wrote them. He knew it was going to happen. See, when, it, when I got into this thing, like the space, the fake space program crap and the all this stuff, I was like, my God, Steiner called it. Because I've read thousands of books. I'm a reader. I believe in reading. I, I know that reading is a way to transform your life and transform your karma 
for sure. Reading transforms your karma, no question about it. And so years ago, and I'll just tell the story because it's an important one for people who are like, you know, should I read this book? Should I read? You know, years ago, I had two people in my life that were total geniuses. One went to the University of Chicago at age 14, over 200 IQ. Another one was my cousin's best friend. That was my cousin, actually. My cousin's best friend, um, this guy, Kevin, he went to MIT at age 15. And so uh, I was listening to Tony Robbins back then. This is even before personal power, right around the time personal power. And, and he was saying, they're doing something different than you. You're, they're not just smarter than you. They're doing something different. Find out what they're doing. That's different than you. And I thought, that's okay. I'll ask them. So both of them were reading three books a day, three books every day. So at recess, hiking, hitchhiking to, to high school, reading three books, reading a book at recess. They weren't out playing. They were you think they were books. speed reading or regular reading? I think that they just had very good reading and very good reading comprehension. Now, I don't have very good reading comprehension, so I do things like this. You can see how I marked this book up. So what what I'm going to do now is when I get home, I'm actually going to go back to page one here. I'm going to look at my first note. I'm going to have this sitting here, and I'm going to have my computer, and I'm going to type the note. So everything I tag in a book is an interesting idea, a turn of phrase, a word I don't know. And then whatever that is that it brings up for me, then I type that out. And then when I'm all done with this, all of Melville's works, I'll have an entire file on my computer of what these books are about and all my notes about it. And I can reference them at any time. Now, the reading eventually led me to Rudolf Steiner. That's how I got to Rudolf Steiner 20 years ago. And Rudolf Steiner was very clear that the Antichrist is coming in between 2016 and 2040. I've just been watching it. You know, maybe it is, maybe not. I don't know. You know, we'll see what's the preponderance of the evidence. When 2020 rolled around, I was like, "Mm -hmm. it's on whatever this antichrist thing is, whatever that is, whatever that means. I think it means a peak of evil. We're coming to a a total inversion where everything that's put out that's supposed to be good is actually bad, told you to you as bad. And everything that's bad is now told you as good. Everything's inverted a hundred percent. I think everyone sees that too. And we're in a world war two cycle, but this time it's going to be, much more intense than any, you know, World War II, there were places to hide. World War II, there was, you know, 100 million casualties, 50 million dead. Um, I think this could go worse. I personally do. And, and this is the moment of the Antichrist. And this is, I, as much as I don't like to say that, we got to have, you know, our great minds like Rudolf Steiner. This is what he warned us about. This is what he came, he came to earth with this. And I'll tell you what he came to earth with. The core of all of Rudolf Steiner's teachings, which is a million pages of material. A million pages of material, interesting material, not repeat material. Everything's unique. That's 50 to 60 pages a day from age 15 to age 65, every day, Monday through Sunday, 50 to 60 pages every single day. Just to put that in perspective, that's a being that I want to, Rudolf Steiner wrecked it for me. He wrecked it for me. All of a sudden it was like, but all this other stuff, but he was right on that. And he was right on this. And he was right on that. Eventually I got to Rudolf Steiner's core teaching, which I do want to share here. He said, basically that in the epic of the time that we're in the post-Atlantean epic, which by the way, I don't buy into Darwinism. I don't buy into creationism. I buy into what the theosophists have said that there's epics of time with different humanoids involved. And we're in the post-Atlantean epic and the humanoid primarily that's involved is us. There's been other humanoids before there's other humanoids on the earth right now. The Bigfoot, the skunk apes, the um, 
the dogmen, the this, the that, and I could go on the um, Almas, the Yeti, the on and on and on. And there's, and the, the Menahuni of Hawaii. And I could go on and on and on about that. Cause that's a very important area of research for me personally. And that's what something I love to investigate. But aside from that um, in our Epic, there's three events that will occur. One is the incarnation of the escapism element, the um, incarnation of the false idol element, which, which Steiner calls the Luciferic impulse. Yes. Well, the Christ impulse, which is in the middle, which is the impulse towards compassion and protection of the earth. And then comes the impulse of the materialism and scientism and technocracy. And he calls that the aramonic deception or that impulse. And we're in that right now where that's what's happening right now. He says that is going to, that's going to happen in the 21st century. And it's going to incarnate as a flesh and blood being. Those impulses will incarnate into a flesh and blood being, which he calls the Antichrist. He has a name for the Antichrist, which is Araman, A-H-R-I-M-A-N, which is a Persian word, which, you know, I'm half Persian, as you know, and Shervin, you know, my cousin is Persian, um, 100% Persian. And we have both looked at that and we're like, he chose a Persian. He tells you, he tells you that he does not choose the name Mephistopheles or Satan for a reason. For a reason, it's, it's like you got to figure out what that reason is. Steiner says this, and it's between these two impulses that our life is existing. So let me just simplify that for the everyday folk. Is like basically be, when I'm working on someone, I'm like, okay, tell me about your life. I'm going to determine are they aramonic in their impulses? Are they a type A personality? Work, 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 work. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Going to get it done. Going to just do this, this, this order. Five o'clock. I'm doing that. Six. I'm doing it. Seven. I'm doing that. Eight. I'm doing that. That's an aramonic person who will succumb. To an aromatic disease, heart attack, stroke, um, they basically will harden up arthritis. They'll start to form stone formations. If the person is very luciferic, where they're like, oh, it's all free love, man. It's all good. I'm all yes. good, dude. I don't need to do that, man. I don't need to work. I don't, you know, they're lazy or whatever. And they're like, no, just do yoga, dude. If they're that person, then I see, okay, they're luciferic. So now that means that they're, they're trying to escape. Okay. So either they're super, I'm in this world, I'm going to get this done. They're materialistic in the core of their consciousness, or they're escaping. Somewhere in between is every human being on earth. And so what's in the middle is when you're creating, that's the cosmic Christ. When you're creating, when you're creating escapism goes out the window. And so does materialism. You're in the moment of creation. This is the thing that all the parasites in the world cannot do. They cannot create. So the way we defeat the predator class is they constantly have to co-op technologies and incorporate them in to control them, right? They're control freaks, but they can't ever create them. They can never create them. So ultimately it will be a technology that will overturn their technocracy because we'll bypass it, right? Because as strange as this sounds, I've said this for many years and people are like, dude, you're psycho. That's no way. Now they're not saying that. Now they're like, wait, what did you say? Which is ultimately the scientism is trying to stop science. It's trying to stop science. And science will go on and innovations will go on and that will be lead to the predator class's defeat. Anyway, that, it's between those two impulses. So if somebody's escaping, I go, they need aromatic disciplines. They need disciplines. They need order in their life. They need to stop smoking the ganja. They need to do something else with their time. They need, they need activities. They need to every day, you're getting in that cold water. You're doing this. And that forces them out of, no, I don't need to. I'm good. You know, which is the escapism. 
The other flip side of that is if somebody's aramonic, let's say they're a vice president of Virgin Atlantic or something, which I'm thinking of a particular woman. She started smoking pot at age 42. It was great for her because she was so, I'm doing this at six. I'm doing this at seven. I'm getting this done. I'm achieving these goals. It's too much. She's going to end up dying of a stroke, a heart attack, or she's become too hardened, arthritis. She's become arthritic in her consciousness. And the cannabis moved her back into the middle. And ultimately, that's the whole teaching of Rudolf Steiner. That's it. If you understand that dynamic, the Luciferic impulse, the harmonic impulse, and the cosmic creative Christ in the middle, then you understand how to guide every part of your life, every part of your life. You can see where you're escaping. You can see where you're overly too disciplined to a fault. You need discipline, but not to a fault. You need escape, but not to a fault. You need to balance the forces. That was one of the coolest rants I've ever experienced in almost 500 shows. I really enjoyed your education there. I mean, that was fucking awesome. And the reason I say that is because I have a ton of books and one of them is Lao Tzu. And um, he talks about the middle way. And it's exactly what I believe you just really transmitted to us from Steiner, this middle way. The middle way, it can be fleeting. (laughs) It can be one day it's there, one day it's not. There's never a quote balance I believe there's always a balancing. I'm a new dad. Uh, I do you have children or no children? I have no children, but I've raised several children. I'm really congratulations. Thank you. There's nothing more amazing than seeing kids grow up and the people that they become. Super awesome. Well, being being a father of any kind, whether it's a business or children or birthing, whatever it is, like there's constantly this moving target of where that middle way is with the two energies you you transmitted from Steiner. Uh, how do we balance? ourselves and be in that balancing process. Is there a check-in process that you have? Like what's your, especially as you travel, I mean, I can't think of a more um, go, go, go type activity than traveling. So is there a point in your consciousness where you go, okay, no matter what, I'm doing these two or three things a day, no matter what, those are going to be my balancing rods. That's how I'm going to make sure the water in my system is at peace. Like, what is that for you? It's, it's a thermostat for sure that it tells me like, you're working too hard, like ease up, dude, like, come on. And then someone will say to me, cause we always get signals from, you know, God talks to us in riddles. And so someone will say to me like, dude, like you're going out with us tonight. Like get off the computer, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like, oh, oh yeah. I better listen to that because that's God trying to get me back into balance. And then at the same time, on the other flip side is if I'm not getting the job done, I'm not doing the work and I'm escaping and I'm going to too many parties and this and that, there's a thermometer that flips on because I'm more harmonic in my consciousness for sure. Uh-huh, that's uh-huh. the type of person I am too. Like, let's get it. Me done. too. My calendar's right? like, do, 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 do. Yeah. And yeah. you just have to break it up. And the best way to break that up is to do things that are creative, to create. That's the, that, that's the ultimate answer to it all actually is like people are in fear. People are in concern. They're in worry. They're in escapism. They're in materialism. Just all of that goes away automatically when you're creating. We're going to let you go in a minute here and you, you tell me if you have a hard stop. Okay. Totally cool. But there was some no, no, questions. From the, I'm having a lot of fun yeah, with you. Me Great. too. There was 50 questions that came in from Facebook, Instagram, and email. I'm going to ask you the top three that I chose. Um, Jerry asked, David, is it possible to detox right now in our modern world from heavy metals and also from nanoparticles? I think this is a really unique question because when we look at all the things that come in to try to steal our jing, make us be off center, um, heavy metals, nanoparticles, those are real. I mean, if people don't know about those, can you share what those are and, and what's the strategy on how to remove them safely from us? 
Okay, great. That's I'm so glad that question came up. And that's what I spend, you know, you first got started, dude. This is wild. Back in the early days, my teachers told me they're like, you know, now you're like talking about superfoods and diet and getting people on diet and this and that. But ultimately, you what you will do later in your life is you'll be leading detoxes for people. That's because that's what people need because we live in a toxic world. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. They were so right. They were so right. I, I don't really, you know, I want people to eat clean. I want them to eat organic. I want them to eat less for sure. Less is better. But ultimately, if they're doing all of that, and a lot of people do that well, then we need to focus on detox. And is it possible to detox fire body? Absolutely. Yes, for sure. The results are self-evident. They're self-evident. It's something you feel. It's visceral, which is really beautiful because step by step by step, you clean house, you get better and healthier and you go, God, I've my head's clear. I'm actually not in a fog anymore. And step by step by step, you start realizing that nanoparticles that have spray, been sprayed on is like aluminum and barium and strontium and other God knows graphene oxide and other particles, basically miniature plastic materials can be detoxified. I'm, I'm a believer, you know, Dr. Group is a good friend of mine and him and I share this very strongly together that no matter what the insult is, there is a correction. No matter what the insult is, no matter what the toxin is, there's a way to get it out. There's a strategy and they come together there. It's like logic and illogic. It's rational and irrational there. You can't be rational without the irrational. That doesn't make sense. You can't be logical without the illogical. One defines the other. So the toxin defines the detoxification. <laughs> they, they come together. So for example, in the current age we're in right now, 2012, the famous Fathi Musa study, I'm a big fan of the C60 molecule, which you know, usually in nature, you're going to find when a lightning strikes a tree and charcoals a tree. That's where you would find it in ancient times. And people knew that that type of charcoal is different than normal charcoal. It's the lightning charcoal is different. And that's how ancient peoples deduced all of this. Um, but that comes up at, at our time when we need things that can detoxify nanobots and nano substances. And th there the C60 is. So I'm a big fan of C60. I've seen it work miracles. I've been on it myself since 2015. So it's a long time, a lot of experience with it. I've made it, uh, had many, many of meetings with the greatest scientists in the world on carbon. Um, when I got, by the way, when I got oriented to reading every book in my house and, and I got super into reading, trying to read through books a day, one of the first books I picked up was Isaac Asimov's The World of Carbon, which is still one of my favorite books and brings us back to the simple. We talked about hydrogen in the beginning. You're 62% hydrogen, you're 34% um, oxygen, and you're 12% carbon and 2% of everything else. So these are important areas. And that's what we work with on our cleanses. We work with hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Those are the three areas because that's what you mostly are. And if you do the charcoal, you do the C60, you do the detoxifications, which means the bowel cleansing and sweating and the hot and colds, and you work with the systems to get everything out, especially high magnesium intake, for example, um, lots of ozone and oxygen, if you can access that or MMS or oxygen therapies, hydrogen therapies, whether it's mega hydrate or um, George Wiseman's brown gas machine, which is what we've been drinking here. Whatever it is, you, you just work with the tools that you have and you work through the idea that less is more. The less you're taking in, the more chances you have to release. And once we got that really down, we've really worked it down. It's all about emptying, 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 emptying you out because your body knows what to do. Your body is intelligent. Is there a starting place like where you can get all of those things you mentioned? Is, do you sell kits like that? Do you have, pro I mean, is there a slew of products or is it come in a kit to do what you just talked about? I mean, well, the best way to do it is to join either somebody like my friend, Fully Raw Christina on a cleanse or join me in a cleanse. And then we go through it together because- nice giving somebody a kit. Okay. That's cool. And, you know, I, I'm very good friends with, um, you know, a rise and shine 
founder, Dr. Anderson, Dr. Richard Anderson, and he's a wonderful guy. His company's not controlled by him today, by the way. Those products are made by his ex-wife. Um, they don't see eye to eye on a number of things, but he was always a big advocate <laughs> of like, you've got to do this as a participational community exercise. That's how I feel too. If we do it together, it's better. So we get everybody from all over the world, hundreds of people, and we get out, get them on a Telegram chat group and we're chatting every day. We're doing one right now. Actually, it kicks off on December 1st officially, but we're already started. It's already, the communication's already started. And then we're doing it together every single day. And that makes it much easier to do. Mm, okay, beautiful. So we'll link, we'll link that as long uh, as, uh, as well as the other hundred plus things that David has talked about. We'll put those in the show notes. Adriana says, is Shashandra a good herb for focus? What about mental clarity? I'm trying to relieve coffee, but I want the effect that caffeine gives to my brain and mind. Great question. Okay. So, you know, there's a big research was done quickly on coffee and caffeine done by um, Life Extension Magazine. It's online. You can find it. Two very voluminous, well-referenced research projects. It's not even papers, but projects on is coffee good or bad for you? Then Dr. McCola did his thing. I don't know if his thing's still online. Another very detailed analysis. And basically what was discovered is kind of what makes sense, which is coffee is an herbal medicine that's good for some people and not for others. It's not good for me. I'm not a coffee drinker. I could do a mocha once every now and then, but it has to have chocolate in it. it I can't do just straight coffee and I don't. Mm -hmm. really not. Does it's it make just, you feel jittery or does it blast your adrenals? Yeah. And I just don't like what it does for me. It's not that I don't like caffeine. I can do caffeine like in Yao Pond, which is what we have here in the South. Um, it grows in the bushes over here, which is the, it's the Yerba Mate of the North. It's Ilex Vomitoria. Okay. Um, and that's really one. And that really works for me. But if I do that much caffeine out of a coffee bean, I'm crushed. I it just, it's not the right herbal medicine. So you have to find that for yourself. But the research by Life Extension and Dr. Mercola indicated that if coffee is a good medicine for you, then it is a good medicine for you. You'll live longer. You'll have less diabetes. You'll have less cancer, less heart attacks, less stroke, et cetera. Um, so you have to identify that first. But it sounds like this person knows their mind's going, take a break, take a break, take a break. So what to switch to? What the, the Finnish people during the Second World War switched over to chaga mushroom, which is a really good switch over. Um, it works really well because it has that same black energy, right? Because coffee is like a black brown energy. So it's, it is a jinx substance. Coffee drinkers who, if it agrees with them, they do live longer. There's no, the research proves it, but that doesn't mean it agrees with everybody because some people, yeah. the tannic acids will burn through their digestive organs and then it's not going to make it. Um, but this idea that you can switch over is very valuable and very useful because you need to switch one thing to another. Chaga tea is very good. I like Shizandra tea a lot. Now, Shizandra in the Chinese medicine system that I was taught in, Shizandra is arguably number one herb in the world. In the world. I have numerous bits of evidence over the years that I've compiled that Shizandra may just be that. I am an absolute fan for anybody drinking Shizandra tea whenever possible, including myself. Just recently, by the way, one of the things that, that detoxifies the spike protein is shikimate, which is the aromatic carbon precursors to the three most important amino acids for all colors and smells and aromas in nature, which is phenylalanine, tryptophan, and tyrosine those three. That's the precursors of that is called shikimate. So I'm looking at like shikimate is one of my favorite substances to ingest. Um, pine needle tea has it. Star anise has it. Uh, it's also very prevalent in fennel seed. It's present in carrots. And so carrot juice suddenly comes back in. And then another, the number five actually on the list is 
Shazandra. Then it turns out that Shazandra, Shazandra is always full of surprises. Uh, it turns out that Shazandra is in the family of Star Anise. I was like, whoa, they're closely related. And maybe we've heard a lot about Star Anise as kind of being the plague destroyer in terms of the herbalism. That was in Asia. That was always what people would go to. They'd go to the Star Anise for the thing to like fend off plagues. It's powerful how many things nature brings us that we just don't know about. So thank you for the reminder. The last question is from Ben. Ben, I'm considering psychedelics, but I also am considering vision quests. This is an awesome question because I did a vision quest this year. I know you yourself have done maybe many of them, if not tens of many of them. Um, what advice would you give me for either psychedelic use or for vision questing? Great. I, well, a number one piece of advice is make sure you're with the right people in the right place. So let's say you're doing a vision quest. So out of Peyote Wake Church of God, which is out in the Arizona desert, which I did vision quests with them for years and love them. Um, maybe a place you want to contact. I'm not sure if they're still there, but I know their son, um, Joseph, is still around. Anyway, they would watch you and they put you out in the desert. And you're in a spot for three days and you're just with yourself and you're, and if you want to just do that with just sober, you can, you can do that with a peyote tea if you want to, and you just are with yourself. And that's good because then you have a good container. You have people who are experts and they, they do that on the regular. This is also important with any kind of ayahuasca use or peyote use. Like we, I would never, I, I do native American church. So, you know, that's where it's in a container. So you're in that TP with all those people and it's, you just do go through the process with ayahuasca. Recently, I just did Daimi, which is their process, which is the ayahuasca church. And you sit there and you read the prayers and the hymns and you just, you're at the table and you're all dressed up and you're, you know, you're just, you're trying to hold it together in a really nice way in a formal way, which is wonderful. <laughs> It's wonderful because it just holds that container. So you don't go flying off the deep end or, sure. you know, cause I've had experiences where somebody's like going through an exorcism right next to me and the people didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And they know how to handle it. And so it doesn't disturb your thing and they're able to control that situation. And it's really important to have good people around who do that professionally. I want to piggyback and then I want to get how you feel about this. Uh, personally, I believe that there are steps to go into ceremony, um, being with yourself, loving kindness, meditation, float tanks, Vipassana, um, seated in nature, maybe doing a single day fast. There's many, many steps, I think, that can prepare someone's nervous system and psyche safely so they can handle being blasted off from plant medicine. How do you feel about that? I agree with everything you just said. That was really great. Well summarized. I think to me, one of the things that comes up a lot is the day you're going to do the plant medicine, you should fast on water. You should. I mean, it's just to have any food in your system. Like when, when we did the dimey the other day, which was really wonderful. I was just so stoked that they had actual Hawaiian grown ayahuasca, which is wow. I'm kind of a snob at this point. Like if it's not Hawaiian ground, I'm kind of like, Oh God, where then it came from where, how long has it been? In Why do you care so much that it's from Hawaii? Because it's fresh and it's done right. And I know the people who make it over there on the big mm -hmm. Island. And so I just, I'm familiar with who's making it. And I just love, you know, that, and that's what they had. I was like, oh, this is so epic. Um, but one of the things that, you know, was really, you know, it was a bummer is that I ate some food earlier that day. And I was like, Oh, you know, today's the day I was just fruit, but still, I had to deal with it. I had to deal with the food being in my system. Eventually it came out um, as it yeah. usually does during a ceremony like that. And, uh, and, you know, you just want to fast on water. It's really th that day of the ceremony, sometimes leading up to it's wonderful. Now that particular dime, I'm going to tell you a crazy story. I was with a good friend of mine who'd been working for many years to cleanse and detoxify her body. And it was day 48 on her water fast that she drank the dime with us. Day 48. 
She went at least 50 days. I, I have to contact her and see how long she actually went. She kept going. She, I mean, she was just, she's a, she's a super trooper. Incredible. Wow. Okay. So from everything that you've shared today and from all the thousands, maybe over 10,000 plus interviews you've been on, what is something that's clear and present for you right now that maybe you haven't been asked or maybe that really wants to be expressed? Well, people ask me a lot of times, and I think it's important right now in the context of what's going on is how do you maintain the inner joy, right? You have to maintain an inner joy, no matter what's happening. If you get, if your center is being pulled over by this news thing or some other, you know, dastardly deed that's happening over there, that's really troubling to your soul. So you have to find that inner joy within. And the way I find it is I, I, I'm a reader and I'm forever inspired by what I'm reading and I'm forever inspired by certain phenomenon in nature. So I, I tell people, we've been, Servine and I have been telling this for years, get a measured hour in nature every day, mm-hmm. a measured hour, get the phone away, put the phone away in one hour, you're going to go into nature and just walk or just be in nature. Or for people like me, put it in your calendar. <laughs> Put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar. We're in there. And what it does, it just allows you to reconnect with what's real and find natural inspiration. There's so many great things that can happen on a walk. You might find a medicinal mushroom. You might find a chaga mushroom. You might find a spring. You might find a beautiful creek. And the sound of it can be inspirational to you. And that's how you develop and make sure you maintain the inner joy. Mm. And there's many things that try to block us from that joy. You know, there's a place for sacred sadness. There's a place for sacred anger, but ungrounded sadness and bathing in sadness and bathing in pain body or anger without a center, those things really don't have a place. Yet the ego tries to pull us there so often. Do you have a barometer for emotional intelligence? In other words, do you have an emotional hygiene, emotional intelligence practice for yourself so that you personally don't get pulled over to the ungroundedness of sometimes what sadness and anger can bring? This is it right here. I'm a drummer. And so this, this is an endless inspiration right here. Like I, I went back. So, you know, the traditional grip, which is the jazz grip, which is from marching, you know, they would have the drum over here. And that's how this, this grip was created. Yes. Um, I went back in 2014 and I, and I, I got into the drums kind of, you know, step by step by step. And I, the guy across the hall from me in the dorms, when I went to college, he had a drum set. I was like, dude, show me a basic beat. Cause I always wanted to play it. So I started late. I started when I was 18 and, uh, and I didn't really get any education at all. I just tried to listen to what I was hearing and try to play it. And when I was 20 in 2014, I was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to learn traditional jazz drumming. I'm going to get the books. I'm going to go through the whole process. I'm going to start all over again from the beginning. I cannot tell you what that has done for my mental state. It's just Mm. the best thing. If you have a musical instrument or if you've let a musical instrument go for some years, come back to it, bring it back and start over again. And I did that. And that is one of my favorite things in my life. Just, you know, flipping the sticks and just doing the stick tricks like that and just, you know, like that stuff. It's just, I, I absolutely, I'm, I'm studying with kids who are like 24 years old, 25 years old. I'm in my fifties and I'm like, I'm having, I'm, they're teaching me. I'm like, this is epic. I'm, I'm better than ever at this instrument. So it's my, it's my moving meditation. And I think the thing that I never got on about Eastern meditation is, is that you're, you know, you're in like a, you know, some yoga studio and you're meditating in a corner. That's all cool. I like that. But yeah. I'm never more in the no mind space, even jumping into cold water, right? Because yes. in the drums, you're in it. You're in the beat. You have to be absolutely inside the beat. There's You can't screw up even once. If you screw up, everyone hears it and you're like, oh, God, I screwed up. And you, know, you have to, it's terrible. Um, so that is a meditation that just, 
I love it so much. I'm absolutely fascinated by it. And that's what saved me. That's powerful, man. That's why we have the Breathe Breath and Wellness program where we guide students all over the world in breath work. Because we're moving the energy. When you're drumming, you're breathing. You're moving the chi. The prana is going up and down all the way around. So David Avocado Wolf, man, one of my favorite podcasts ever. I really appreciate you. I'm so inspired by your work. Um, There's a big rabbit hole that we can go down, and it is David Avocado Wolf. In that rabbit hole, with all the things you've learned, which is quite a bit over the past 30 plus years, how do you define wellness? How would you even begin to define what wellness means to you? What is it to be well? What is well-being? What is wellness? It's an attitude. It's an attitude. Um, I have a friend right now going through a very difficult time with her health and she has survived the most crazy thing ever because her attitude is, is one of graciousness, gratitude, and wonder. And she's, she's making it and step-by-step step, she's getting stronger. And we're, and you know, she, she was reduced a cancer wrapped its way around her spine and basically tightened around her spine, like a snake and tightened her. So she could not walk and she hadn't walked in months. And yesterday she was up for 15 minutes. Mm. It was awesome super awesome. So it's just, you know, that, that tells me attitude is everything. Bomb drop answer. Where can we play with you online and how can people dig into your work? I, you know, I, I, I had everything on YouTube and I still tell people just go to YouTube. Yeah. It was all there. I had it all there for free. They deleted my page completely without, did they tell you why? No, no strikes, no warning, anything. Just deleted me off of YouTube one day back about four years ago. You know, it was one of those. So now I, I basically, I, what I recommend is when we come around to March, join me on a cleanse. Join me on a cleanse. And just, you can go to davidwolf.com, W-O-L-F-E, and get on my my newsletter. And that's really fun. I do, I go berserk on my newsletters and have a lot of fun with it. I think you'll really enjoy it. I put all my memes in there, hundreds of memes. And it's just, it's really fun. Anyway, so- the, the getting together day to day on a cleanse is probably the best way to interact with me because I like being there with everybody who's in those cleanses and we have a lot of fun and we do the live calls together and I answer everyone's questions. Sometimes those calls go five or six hours and uh, we just get into it together. And it's super great because when you're, when you're cleansing and fasting, your concentration's better, you know, after you've detoxed a significant amount and, uh, and, and you can really be with people, especially when it gets down to the water fasting. So I'm a people person. And those are some of my favorite moments, just being with the people on the water fasting and talking to them on a live zoom call. Mm, I really enjoyed this so much until we see you again, David, either on wellness force or out there on the internet land or in person. Uh, I'm wishing you personally so much love and wellness. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much. Likewise, today is the best day ever. Appreciate you. Guys, we're talking about David in wellness force forward slash community. So the community is the antidote for all the things that are trying to separate us and they won't because we have community. So we'll talk to you then. Ayurvedic medicine, as well as all the ancient and contemporary masters in health and wellness have taught us for centuries about the powerful benefits of apple cider vinegar. But what do we do when we want to take the ACV, but we don't want to expose our teeth to acids? Most people don't know this, but apple cider vinegar is an acid and prolonged exposure to acids can damage your teeth. So how do we get in the brain boosting, blood sugar stabilization, stamina, focused energy and healing powers of this ACV without ruining the enamel on our teeth? This is where it gets easy with our partner, Paleo Valley, creators of the apple cider vinegar complex taken easily in tablet form without busting your tooth enamel. Paleo Valley created the ACV complex to meet getting organic apple cider vinegar into your body 
easy, fast, and without having to tolerate the taste. You know, that kind of like, <laughs> have you ever done a shot of apple cider vinegar? I know a lot of people that literally just can't handle the taste. So this is all your organic turmeric, ginger, Ceylon cinnamon, and lemon on top of the organic apple cider vinegar combined with these superfoods. It's nature's way of saying you're welcome. ACV can stabilize blood sugar, promote weight loss, and improve protein absorption and digestion, as well as the big one, stopping heartburn symptoms. Heartburn symptoms are typically caused by too little stomach acid, not really too much. This apple cider vinegar complex makes getting this organic ACV into your body fast and easy and without having to choke on the taste of normal ACV. You can do this. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code Josh and get 15% off your apple cider vinegar complex. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code Josh to get 15% off your ACV complex. Thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.